All right, so hello and welcome to the next edition of Fridays with Fintelect. My name is Shirish Patrak. I head Fintelect Advisory Services. And for those of you who don't know what we do, we are focused in the area of AML and CFT, that's anti-money laundering and countering terrorist financing. Uh, my guest today is Sandeep Mehra, CEO of the Academy of Fraud Investigations. Sandeep has over 32 years of experience in banking investigation and vigilance. He has worked with the Central Bureau of Investigation, where he was associated with investigating almost all the major Indian uh, banking frauds and also the stock market scams of years 1992 as well as 2001. He was adjudged the best investigator of India by the government of India for investigating the stock market scam of 2001. And after leaving the government of India, he joined the Royal Bank of Scotland and later Citibank as their head of investigations and vigilance. So Sandeep, welcome to the show. Thank you, Siris. Thanks for a very nice introduction. I'm really happy to be a part of this. Thanks. So Sandeep, the growing number of uh, you know, NPAs or non-performing assets and fraud losses are uh, actually a major cause of concern for banks, uh, not just in India, but you know, in uh, other parts of the world as well. And with digitization of banking, uh, you know, we've seen that frauds are not limited to one country anymore. And even one big you know, fraud can actually bring the entire bank down. Uh, we have seen in the past, uh, for example, frauds related to swift uh, hacks, which have actually made a big dent to the banking industry, especially in the South Asia region. Uh, but timely intervention and investigation have actually saved millions of dollars, uh, which otherwise would have been lost. Now, we also know that banking regulators around the region have made it mandatory for all the commercial banks to identify the reasons for loss in their commercial accounts and also to identify if there's any diversion of funds or fraud. So with this backdrop, uh, you know, Sandeep, my first question to you would be, uh, what do you think are the main areas of business within any bank which are most pro uh, prone to frauds? Well, Sirish, uh, thanks for this question. I'm, uh, I mean, uh, if I share my experience with you, uh, still what I, what I see that if we see the trends and uh, the statistics which uh, the banks are providing as the main areas of frauds, they're still focusing on the area of uh, debit card, credit card business. For instance, uh, I mean, uh, in, a, in, a, in a month or so, if I'm reporting a thousand frauds within a, a particular bank, I think uh, more than 990 cases would be related to credit debit card business. Um, I agree that uh, committing a fraud within credit credit uh, debit credit card business is really very easy because uh, the customers are still not very educated in this particular region and uh, they keep on sharing their uh, personal information with the fraudsters and uh, with the advancement of dark web this uh, uh, these frauds are happening because i mean the data is available on the dark web and uh, with the advancement of technology and everything the, even the fraud tools are available which uh, the fraudsters can purchase i'm more uh, as you're rightly pointing out i'm more concerned about the frauds which are happening in the uh, say commercial business or the uh, trades business markets or the wholesale business as the banks call it because one such fraud within any bank can actually bring the entire bank down and we have seen in the past as well uh, whether it was the Barings Bank case or the say um, the Wells Fargo case or for instance the stock market scams within India. We have seen that these cases have actually brought the banks down and uh, all these frauds happened in the um, 
say uh, wholesale business or the trades business. So my concern is more in the uh, say wholesale business activities because you see the even the NPAs are growing in the, in this area, which is a cause of concern for everybody. Right. So uh, Sandeep, you know we uh, do not see many frauds reported in you know some of these areas, and you know you rightly said that it could be that. Uh, on the retail side, it could be that consumers are not very uh, well educated or informed. Uh, but on the commercial side, you know, it's only when some major scam uh, sort of breaks out and we hear about it in the press, uh, you know, and then people start talking that this is going to bring the bank down. Uh, it's only when it comes to such a uh, breaking point at least we hear of it. So, what is the reason for that, and why is it uh, not caught sooner? Well, if you see a uh, working of uh, any say, uh, trades account or a wholesale account, the the loans are sanctioned to the corporates, and they are allowed to do a business basis uh, their their uh, liking or something like that. Now these frauds do not happen overnight. Uh, I will give you an instance. Like I mean, uh, there have been say uh, uh, recessions, and there have been like in the present scenario also when, when the companies are closed for such a long time i'm pretty much sure that the diversion would have already started but the banks would never have any way to find out the that the diversion has started now you see uh, supposing a businessman is issuing a hundred checks in a month or a hundred checks in a day uh, out of that actually if they are diverting amount with two checks the bank has no way to find it out it is only when a continuous monitoring of an account is happening, only then the bank would come to know that the systemic, systematic diversion is happening. Most of the times, it is only at the end when the bank would come to know that, that the fraud has happened, the diversion took place long, long ago. So this is the first reason. The second reason which comes to my mind that, I mean, the moment you report a fraud, there are so many other formalities which you need to complete. And that takes a lot of time of the bank and they don't want to get uh, themselves associated with that. Now see, uh, when you're simply reporting a fraud as an NPA or non-performing asset, you can go for a civil suit, you can file a civil suit and you can start the recovery procedure. However, when you report a case as a fraud, immediately you have to inform the regulator, you have to inform the uh, law enforcement authorities because they have to start their investigation. You yourself have, have to complete your internal investigation, and then only uh, you are gone through. Uh, you, you, are, you are completing your uh, processes. Not only that, when the law enforcement investigation begins, even the bankers are considered as uh, accomplices, and the investigation starts from the, uh, there only. And because most of the people, most of, even even in the law enforcement, actually that this knowledge about uh, banking processes and all those things is not very clear. So maybe I think these are the two reasons which comes to my mind, which could be the which could be for uh, uh, non-reporting of these frauds. Right. So, um, Sandeep, then what are your thoughts on uh, you know the actual prevention side? You know, how do you prevent some of these frauds? And, uh, you know, how do you, uh, do you think that having a qualified team within the uh, business and, you know, a good investigation team within the bank, uh, how important is that? And, you know, are banks really following that? 
you brought a very good, uh, valid point uh, initially uh, sherry you said that actually the banks are uh, required to monitor all these accounts the regulators across the region have made it mandatory because the business team or the relationship managers as we call within the business team they are the closest ones who, who are with the say uh, any particular account periodically if they are monitoring the, the accounts so it becomes very difficult for the borrowers to divert the funds even as one instance if they see that this could be a diversion they can immediately call the borrower and ask for the reasons of that particular transaction so yeah a qualified business team is the key aspect of preventing these kind of frauds then comes the investigations team now investigation teams will only come into picture when there is a fraud or the account is turning i mean the when the bank feels that the account is turning bad uh, of course because the even the in the, the i have seen that the investigation teams within the bank also they are also not much qualified to take up these kind of cases because their major focus of investigation is in the retail banking environment the debit credit card business or some internal violations that is what uh, they investigate by only uh, say investigation of the business team to my mind i think even the auditor is also should be uh, equally qualified to identify these frauds right so um, so that you mentioned that you know the role played by the business team so how important would you say is let's say the partnership between the business team and the internal investigations team or any control functions uh, within the banks uh, sirish uh, i have always maintained that whether it is the control functions in fact uh, the investigation teams comes under the control function only or the business ultimately they are working for the same organization so they should be thinking about the interests of the same organization so the partnership has to be there within business also if you see the uh, the front facing business or the or the back office like the way they work in partnership the same uh, case should be between the control, uh, control functions as well uh, i have spent around 11 years with uh, i think two major multinational banks and my partnership with the business has always been uh, really, really very well and from experience i can say that we have been able to prevent large number of frauds and even when the frauds have happened we have been able to recover the money after that uh, you are aware that indian regulator has mandated this uh, vigilance function within the banks so by regulation also in india it is mandatory for the banks to have a vigilance function which is a contact between the business the investigation team and the regulator so the vigilance head is supposed to uh, be present in most of the business meetings so so uh, they can get a first hand information about uh, any bad accounts or anything like that and then they can refer the cases to the their investigation team to help the business to either to recover the money or to prevent those kind of frauds right so sandeep you know um... i think it's easier for bankers to maybe detect the funds diversion because you know most of them are trained uh, in risk management uh, but we also know that bankers are not uh, investigators right uh, 
so uh, you know when an investigation actually is going to happen later so what would you suggest that uh, or how would you suggest that bankers should go about collecting knowledge maybe which is used as evidence later uh, you know when they notice uh, something funny happening so do you have any advice to them on that side the series uh, i have been training the the banking teams and also the law enforcement officers for the last perhaps i think 12 to 13 years and i agree with you they are not investigators uh, i mean the, the banking team is not investigators so uh, that, that that knowledge has to be shared with them their main focus area is business development because that is the area which brings them the incentives however if you are able to uh, prevent frauds early so that should also be counted as a uh, say in, incentive uh, enrich enriching thing for them so i think uh, sharing this knowledge with the uh, with the business teams is also really very important we are not expecting them to be an investigator or something but uh, if they see any kind of activity any kind of uh, fund diversion or something so immediately they should be putting a question to the borrower and uh, uh, it should be investigated further right and what about the uh, let's say internal investigators i mean you know can we make the banks uh, internal investigation team also uh, you know do their job better yes as i said earlier most of the investigators are doing this uh, in investigation in the internal violation area or the retail banking investigations that they are performing i have not seen much banks utilizing those investigators for their commercial bank banking activities or the personal banking banking activities or trades or something like something like that and if you see there are not much trainings also available to enrich these people on these kind of aspects most of the investigators lack knowledge about the processes around these uh, say uh, businesses so uh, i think that would be a, that is a challenge which everybody is facing as of now uh, recently i have launched two to three trainings for uh, the law enforcement officers and also for the banking investigators which people can go through and uh, i think i have tried to cover all these processes and aspects in a nutshell and it, it is i think a one day training or two days training which i think uh, we can jointly conduct or something like that i would be more than happy to help uh, any any of the businesses or any of the banks to enrich their knowledge on this right so uh, sandeep you know on the uh, money recovery side uh, you know there has been a surge in uh, civil uh, recovery cases uh, now we also know that in most countries it is uh quite difficult to recover money once it's lost uh, because even the bankruptcy laws uh, are not very stringent so uh, you know when you look at a trained investigation team uh, you know how you know how, how do you think that in this scenario uh, they should be actually adding more value sirish from experience if i see most of the bankers are terming these losses as business losses right as i said earlier uh, the teams are not able to identify diversion because if at the moment you uh, identify a diversion that becomes a willful default it is no, no at that moment name it is it is not a normal uh, say business loss or something so when it is it becomes a uh, willful default it amounts to fraud and 
now the teams have to be proactive on this if they are able to uh, identify at least one or two instances of uh, a big diversion so immediately they have to call a spade a spade and uh, it has to be reported as fraud now the advantage for that is in a civil recovery it takes years to uh, recover the money for any bank and the litigation costs are so high that actually most of the banks even write off everything in a criminal proceeding the moment you declare it as a fraud you are you will report it to the law enforcement and when the law enforcement process starts the there is a, a sword hanging on the borrower that immediately he can be arrested uh the forceful recoveries can start because of the uh, attachment of properties and everything and they uh, sit across the table and start, start to negotiate with the businesses in the past in many such cases with my experience with the uh, say multinational banks we have adopted this uh, process and i'm happy to share that we were able to recover millions in the, uh, this way that's great sandeep so uh, sandeep you know from all the experience that you've had over the years in investigation uh, what would your advice to um, uh, you know investigation teams be that you know what are the steps they should take in really mastering some of the techniques uh, maybe let's say related to diversion of funds which is something uh, which you spoke about uh, how difficult is it to get all this knowledge and then actually implement it uh, so that it becomes second nature to them but sirish i have started with a one day training for the beginners uh, just to test the grounds actually whether they are comfortable with the, these kind of uh, say investigations or not and i i am happy to share that uh, there are number of people who are sub subscribing to this uh, kind of training and uh, uh, they are finding it very useful i mean what i am doing is what i have done is actually i have shared a few techniques what i'm expecting from the participant is a little bit of inquisitiveness i will share with you those techniques and just see whether you are able to find a diversion or not once you are able to do it uh, i mean you can go for the advanced training and believe me this is the future because i mean at the at this moment when we are uh, most of the companies are closed for the last 3 to 4 months it is world over i'm we're pretty much sure that the diversion has already started in, in most of the accounts and in most of the banks they would be declaring their npas i mean really very soon now so at this point in time if you enrich your knowledge if you are able to uh, identify the diversion you can actually help the business uh, in uh, say recovering the money and you would know no no where be considered as a uh, say expense to the uh, to the bank or the, to the organization when you are bringing in money for the bank definitely your position will improve right uh, sandeep it's been great having you here with us today and thanks so much for your time so any parting thoughts for our listeners yes uh, as i said earlier i think uh, the partnership with the business has to continue and uh, i mean ultimately we have to think that we are working for the same organization number 2 this is the right moment you need to identify diversion of funds it is no more a bad account or a npa you cannot uh, simply say that actually the bank is losing money because of this if you are able to recover money for them if you are able to identify the diversion so that is definitely going to help your position and also your organization 
Right. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Sandeep, uh, for all those thoughts. Um, listeners, thanks for joining the session today. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again next Friday. This is Shirish from Fintlex signing out.